Hello, everyone. Welcome to 15 Minutes, a podcast about fame, episode 17. I'm Jamie Berger. My wife, Anya Schutz, is a photographer. And a couple of weeks ago, in light of Donald Trump's grab him by the pussy comment, was inspired to do a self-portrait, nude. Her self-portrait led to portraits of a couple of other friends, which she posted on Facebook, which led to thinking that it would be interesting to offer to other women to shoot similar portraits. And I won't say more about them. I'm going to tell you where to go look at them in a minute. And maybe you can pause and do that before you hear our conversation. But these three portraits led unexpectedly to two articles in local papers and then one picked up by a national website and led to an outpouring of support and excitement about the project. And last Saturday, uh, Anya unplanned but quickly thrown together shot portraits of about 65 women who arrived wanting to be part of the grab him by the ballot photo project. They came from our area, Western Mass, and from as far away as Connecticut and the Cape. And it was overwhelming. And this week, the <laughs> the, I don't know what to call it. The viral, the virality has continued to grow as Anya begins to post these amazing photos. I'll have links on the site to a terrific radio piece by Monty Belmonte and an article in the Greenfield Recorder about it and how you can participate in one of several ways. So... After Anya's incredible 10-hour day of shooting plus two or three hours of prep and takedown uh, was kind enough once we got home to speak to me for five minutes after perhaps the most exhausting and uh, stimulating and inspiring day of her life. And I'm going to have that conversation. And then afterwards a conversation with one of the people who came to be photographed, a former student and friend of mine, Lindsay Mace, who drove out all the way from the Cape to participate. And she and I talked about the project and about good old fame. On a personal note, while it made me a combination of infuriated and sad that there had to be a show of male force at this wonderful event on Saturday uh, because of some vague threats by trolls last week. Uh, I and some other men and women uh, hung around outside all day. Of course, none of the trolls showed up because that's what they do, not show up. But while I was sad that that had to happen, I was incredibly grateful to have been able to be there and talk to and listen to all these women who found it so important 
to come out and participate. I'm not being very articulate because it was very, very moving uh, in a way that cynical me isn't used to describing. Anya will be shooting and editing and posting pictures right up through election day. There are links to the show and some of the press that's been pouring in at 15minutesjamieberger.com or you can go directly to the album for the show itself by searching uh, on Facebook for Anya Schutz, A-N-J-A-S-C-H-U-T-Z and the hashtag grab him by the ballot or you can also find those things on her website which is anyashutz.com that's a-n-j-a-s-c-h-u-t-z dot com we spoke in our kitchen How do you feel? Exhausted. Okay. Thank you for talking to me. Good night. Good night. How do you feel about what you did today? I feel many things. I feel... Right now in this moment, I really do just feel exhausted. But I feel overwhelmed by the... Sorry, I can't think of the word even. The people who came. Just so many people came. And a lot of them waited a long time to be photographed, and that was very humbling. And a lot of people I didn't know came to be photographed and trusted me to help them get their message across. Mm -hmm. And that was extremely... I just felt so honored that these people were putting their trust in me. You kind of just answered that, but how does it feel to... Be getting that people, even as much as you've been saying, how did this happen? I don't know what I did. But a lot of people are recognizing and thanking you, many of whom you've never met before, and taking off their clothes and being completely vulnerable to you because you did this project, and 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 suddenly it's this you're this public person to them, um, and who they trusted. I think that. And why do you think they trusted you? I think it really came out of the fact that I just took this one picture of... I posted the picture of myself first, and I posted the picture of Bronwyn, my friend, my awesome friend, the next morning, because I was waiting for her to feel good about her picture before I just went ahead and posted it. So I had posted my picture, and I think that a lot of women who I saw... uh, Sorry... A lot of women I knew reacted very positively and reposted it. A lot of men were great and reposted it and just saying rock on. And I think it started getting to women who I didn't know. And women were feeling like this was a message they could relate to. And that was never really, I mean, I'm glad they did, but it was never my intention to have anything happen past maybe a few girlfriends hanging Mm -hmm. out with me and taking these pictures. Mm -hmm. So having 
women both whom I knew and didn't know reach out and say, I want you to photograph me mm-hmm. like this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've heard you say to two or three people in the past couple of hours since you've been done, <clears throat> that's kind of left people confused because they weren't sure what you meant at first. And then you explained it, that if you had known this many people were going to do it, you wouldn't have done it. Hi, uh, kitty. Shh. I don't necessarily feel... <laughs> I don't. I didn't ever think that I was going to be the person to lead anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, it's it's still just our small little corner of stuff. But having it take off the way it did, and having this article come out of nowhere that talked about it, and it just kind of snowballing into this bigger and bigger <laughs> thing. Um, if I'd known from the get-go that that would happen, I wouldn't have done it because I don't like that kind of attention on myself. But having it <laughs> blow up the way it did. And having, knowing that women would be disappointed if I didn't take their picture made it something that had to happen for mm-hmm. me because I could not let them down. Mm-hmm. Well, even though you, you, you kind of, part of you feels like you wouldn't do it if you'd known, will, will, what if you do another project that, you, that, that could happen like this? You think you're, you've, you're ready to accept it and do it again? You're going to do it in New York. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep working on the same project because <clears throat> I have friends in New York who said, mm-hmm. I want to do this. Are you going to come down mm-hmm. to the city? So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep working on this until it's time yeah. to stop, yeah. which is very, very soon, thankfully. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think knowing that people are putting their trust in me and if I came up with another idea that would help empower people and I don't mean just women it just happens that this project is about women if I came up with another project where any range of people felt empowered to take part I'd do it because I really love that I got to help empower people Women, in this case. (coughs) Women people. Women people. Well, congratulations. You are a star. Jesus, that's not... No. (laughs) No. Um, I am a person who got very, very lucky. And I feel very lucky. Congratulations. Thank you. Lindsay Mace was my freshman comp student a decade ago, and we've been friends on Facebook. She and I uh, have been in touch recently, about 15 minutes, which intrigued her. And when Anya's show came across her feed, she decided to drive out from the Cape and be photographed and have a conversation with me. So we did. We spoke in my car while we stood guard outside the grab him by the ballot shoot on Saturday. I am not famous. Okay. (laughs) I am a girl. I'm a girl who lives on Cape. I'm a woman who lives on Cape and works on Cape. Is on Cape what you say? Usually, yeah. 
South Shore? Not the Cape? The Cape. I say on Cape. Yeah. On Cape. On Cape. Oh, on Cape. Uh, yeah, on I get Cape. it. Okay. As opposed to off Cape. Yes. We're off Cape. We're off Cape. By about two hours. Yeah. Um, and for a living? For a living, I work with uh, adults with special needs. So I do a lot of life coaching and uh, life skills, cooking, cleaning, bill paying, fun. And, and you are one of the few people who has mentioned that you thought it would be fun to do this, who hasn't been, you know, it's like there are different categories of people who've been on the show who have different relationships to fame, but most of the most interesting people who I know who are not famous and don't want to be also don't want to be on the show because either they don't like to talk in public or they're like, I'll be on your show when I'm famous. And I'm like, well, that's not the point. Right. That, that, right. yes, I can. So, so what interests you in talking well, about this? Fame, I've always been drawn to fame. Um, and this idea of celebrity, this idea of, um, people recognizing you. And I, ever since I was a little kid dancing and singing and acting, and that has always been a draw to mm -hmm. me. Um, and I've always just been very interested in pop culture. So mm -hmm. that has always taken up a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, good, good times and energy <laughs> of mine, you know? And so, um... It's a, a subject that I think I like to talk about, too. But cool. Well. Hey, because in, in all of our talking, it seems like I we haven't... I Maybe because I've told you I didn't want to hear about it until we turned the recorder on. <laughs> but have you ever... In, in your you, in younger years, did you pursue it in any way? Um, I've had, like, little tiny brushes. Uh, so when I was a newborn, like a little baby baby, uh -huh. my mom was always trying to do modeling, baby modeling. Oh, really? So she brought me to New York to do, to baby model when I was a kid. Um, when I was six, I started ice skating. Uh-huh. And was adamant that I was going to be the next Nancy Kerrigan. Um, and not, not Tanya Harding? Not Tanya Harding. <laughs> Steer, yeah. steer clear. Well, Nancy Kerrigan was also a patient of my aunt's at the dental office that she worked at. <laughs> so there was like all, you know, I would, oh, Nancy Kerrigan goes oh, there. Oh, because she's Boston area. She's Boston ah. based. So I always thought, oh, maybe I could be a, be a skater or, and then I love to sing and dance. Maybe I could, watching the Mickey Mouse Club, I could maybe do that. Mm -hmm. um, but... At the end of the day, it was too. I realized at some point it was way too much energy and mm -hmm. effort that I just was not willing. And then it's also just a shrouded in mystery fame. Why do you think your mom wanted you to be a baby model? Oh God! Well, probably because she just thought I was absolutely beautiful. No, what well, doesn't every mom? Right, exactly. But I'm I, sure some moms don't, but right. Well, I hope not. Maybe you I'm think? sure some. Yeah, I mean, I know some someday? some people who've had kids and you know had the, the the attachment issues that come, and I'm sure true. They're like, I thought my th I thought I was gonna think my baby was the most beautiful thing in the world. But I was also blonde hair, blue mm -hmm. eye, like very Gerber esque. Mm -hmm. So I think she she, she could have saw mm -hmm. saw <laughs> potential. Did she get you any work? No, no. Nope. Uh -huh. Some pictures, no work. I think all that's must have. You, you know, still have your shot headshots? No, God. Oh, no, uh, you got no. She's got to find she one. Probably, yeah, she might have. That's got to be 
part of the episode. Oh. That's your that's your picture. <laughs> no way. Oh god. So by the time I met you when I was your freshman composition teacher. There we go. At the University of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Had you abandoned pursuing being uh, a public doing something that was more public as a, a career? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever thought that I was really going to pursue any sort of mm-hmm. It was always just this fantasy, fantasy, this like, Mm -hmm. oh, wouldn't it be great if, and, Mm -hmm. you know, this combination of, I could maybe be discovered at the mall, Mm -hmm. or, you know, this out, this, this new, as an escape, you know? (laughs) And were there particular people you've been obsessed with? Um, In a fan, kind of, or... Justin Timberlake? Just, just good, JT, that's a good, that's a good choice. He was the NSYNC, I I was... Of age, where mm-hmm. it just like really struck a chord. Mm-hmm. But the whole, those whole <clears throat> Mickey Mouse club, the new age Mickey Mouse club. Uh-huh. club so, I watched so, them on Mickey- so, so Justin and Brittany and um, Christina. Yes, and Christina. Mm-hmm. So, JT, so JT, I've been in the room with JT at a party. I, I went to a Saturday Night Live after party once, and he was new, he was smaller than I imagined. Yeah. And he's one of those people who I, you know, I, I feel like there's no I, I I'm awkward trying to speak to anyone famous, but if it's someone who I Hardy White, I've I've quoted Hardy on this several times, but he he said in his episode that that part, something about fame that that's always kind of he hasn't quite figured out is when you see someone famous, especially if it's someone you really like. If you don't have any business with the man, as I think the way he put it, why are you going to go say hello to him? But then maybe that person really needs people to say hello to them because that's why they're famous. And then do you should you? And so he's he's struggled with that. But yeah. so I don't have anything to say to Justin. So I didn't right. I, at that same party, though. I was as close as we are to Paul McCartney. Oh, wow. And that was interesting in that everybody was freaking out but i had the same feel i've grown up with this guy's music my whole life he's he's as famous as anyone on earth right but it didn't i didn't have anything i needed to say to paul mccartney so i was it wasn't a big thing for me right it was like this oh, is yeah. cool yeah but but it wasn't there was no no uh, internal struggle right <laughs> i was it was enjoy, interesting watching people kind of try to drift try closer to uh, I've been around famous people and have had that same process, so I don't usually approach them mm-hmm. because I don't have any. And I think that what I usually have settled on is that they don't. They they must hear praise yeah. enough. Yeah. So wh- what is my yeah What is my two cents? You know, I'm just gonna support them in ways that I can. Yeah. And then the whole idea of somebody being. Like on a different level, on a different playing field than myself, like was strange, and I didn't. Is hard to navigate. I can assume a different playing field, right? So it's like I don't, I, I see that, but at the same time, I know that we're just both humans. So mm-hmm. there's really, but mm-hmm. as just humans, I don't really have anything to say. Are there <laughs> any particular people that you have? wanted to or come close to or spoken to who who have been I well, again uh my mother we went to New York City together and waited in line to meet Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey and that was a thing and that yeah. was a strange 
herding line of yeah. a bunch of people buying product to yeah. shuffle through to say things that didn't mean anything and, and and i don't think make either party feel very good no it, i i did not feel i mean back then i had no idea about energy but now i can look back and re remember that i was awkward they didn't know what to say to yeah. me and then i was just shuffled off and so it was a very awkward thing but when i was oh also very little i met uh adam west at Disney, the original Batman. Adam West! Oh, original that's amazing. Batman. But I was so young that I had no <laughs> idea who he was. The mayor of Springfield. The mayor of Springfield. <laughs> and I knew him as Batman when I was a kid. Yeah, that's how I was introduced to him. My mother said, Lindsay, this is Batman. This is the original Batman. Well, what was the situation? I was in Disney World with my mother. My dad wanted to be on the Tower of Terror, so he was on this ride. And he was, my father and I would watch the original Batmans together. Pow, bam. Pow, bam, yeah. And so he, while he was on this ride, Adam West went walking by. My mom, my mom is very assertive, so she just went right up and said, "Hi, nice to meet you. We love, we love your show. My daughter watches it with her, my husband all the time." And I just remember kind of, "Oh, who's this person? Kind, nice to meet you. Where's dad? Let's get something to eat." Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything. Yeah. And then my dad was blown away. How old were you? Uh, six, seven. He must have been like, well, hello, young lady. Yeah, I, like I wish I could bring no, up my Adam West right. voice. It was, very, yeah. But he was, yeah, it was a, just another another person. This this must be, he must be important. Mm -hmm. He means something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fame has become so pervasive in our culture for so many different reasons that I don't agree with. Um, so I think... Part of me even coming out here to Western Massachusetts today was... And why are you here? Let's tell I people about... I am here about... to participate in uh, Grab Him by the Ballot. <laughs> and we're uh, sitting out behind a graffiti warehouse right now. Yeah. After shooting. So hashtag Grab Him by the Ballot. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Um, but so... There, there was this idea of fame there too, right? So I had seen Anya's work online and knew you had been doing this podcast, mm -hmm. um, and thought, okay, well, I want to. These are things that I like and want to support and participate in. It's been an interesting and stressful week for her, because I think, like you, she's she's a fairly solitary person, mm -hmm. uh, and this has become about her as well as the pictures. If she wants this message and these pictures to succeed, she has to accept a level of whatever level of fame is going to come with it mm -hmm. or else say, okay, I'm done with this. I don't want to participate right. in, in that world anymore. I think it's a, it's, it's a, a lesson in, right. in, well, do I want to be a professional artist if it means I'd have my face and my person has to be attached to it? And earlier we were talking about the idea of fame being, as in being seen walking down the street. Yes. As compared to, say, just your images. Right. This particular project of hers, she can't really separate herself from. She's right. in the show, uh -huh. and she's been asked to talk about it a lot. Uh, I, I want people to see things I do, but right. I don't want people to, you know, like, ascribe the things that you ascribe to JT that yeah. he couldn't possibly ever live up to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, through that's something through my hula hooping that I've experienced a little bit, too. Uh -huh. So, like, people... I, people have come up to me and say, you're that, you hula hoop. How, the, how do they know you? From the community or uh -huh. Instagram or uh -huh. videos that I've put up. Um, 
at festivals, uh-huh. m- multiple day festivals, they'll come up. You're that hula hooper. And people had followed hoopers on Instagram and and mm-hmm. followed you, and then went into yeah. not, not even yeah. It's interesting. So, but even like in the small community, which was my job, um, the head of school at that point recognizing, not knowing me from Jack Squat, but knowing that I was the hula hooper. So then every time seeing me on campus, referring to me as the hula hooper. So then being labeled something Uh and called out for it specifically, the immediate reaction that I have was, I am not just a hula hooper. I'm not here to perform for you. And I'm, I do not want this type of attention. Did you tell him or her that? No, she was my, (laughs) no. Well, I, I did tell my boss that once because being one of, being the, the most, visible owner of the rendezvous and being someone who until about a year ago drove around with a license plate that one of the biggest mistakes i've ever made in life (laughs) a license plate that said the boo because when we opened it i was excited and i wanted to represent but boy do you get after a point i was everywhere i go anyone behind me yeah yeah it was very not yeah and when i got rid of the license plate it was such even though i'm sure very few people thought about my license plate it felt great. Right. But the point was that I was also teaching at Greenfield Community College. Mm-hmm. And the president there was always nice to me, but he would like shout at, in the halls and stuff. Or from, you know, I'm on the parking lot and he's by the building. He would shout, hey, it's Professor Vu. Oh. And it was my own fault because of the license plate. And he might, (laughs) so he assumed that I was down with this being a playful thing. But at GCC, I wanted to be thought of as professor. Not, you know, I always tell students not to call me professor, but being a bar owner, even if it's a bar and restaurant, just doesn't quite. I'll tell people that when I'm ready. Right. And and so I, I took him aside and I asked him not to call me that. Yeah. And I feel like I felt bad. But I also felt like, ah, like, that's yeah, not who it's I not, am. It's not who I am. But, so you can imagine, yeah. Mm, just we be- don't always have that choice, I guess. Right. So yeah, hooping. That's performance in a way, but it's in with other people in a day, in a party like atmosphere in a, in a in a social. It's not you on stage and people watching. Right. I guess is right. my point. Yeah. Exactly. Except so on the videos. Except in the videos. And that I control and put out uh-huh. on my own volition. Um, so to have artistic <laughs> control and freedom is one thing, um, which is awesome. And I love to, to do that. But to be pigeonholed yeah. as one type of person is not what I realize I don't like. But on Instagram, it feels good. To on Instagram, be... it feels like a part of the community. So I use... Instagram as a, um, I like to celebrate other hoopers because I know what it's like to be a hooper and to, you know, to just get inside in touch with your own body and in touch with being looked at and, you know, develop, you know, just get finding your own flow. So that's why I like to celebrate and be a part of that community. I love the sound of hoopers. 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 Who wouldn't want to be a hooper? Grateful Hoopers. Grateful Hoopers? Hoopers of... In, yep. Oh. Hashtag Grateful Hoopers. Oh, is that yours? That's just a hashtag. Okay. I don't, grateful know, I oh, yeah, I mean, what's your, what's your handle, though? My, oh, my Instagram yes, handle is, <laughs> is at Ishkabibble. That's right, yeah. Ish underscore? Okay. I don't even know what it's called. Ish underscore, underscore kabibble. Ka, 
underscore Bibble. Yeah, it's like from my grandparents, I vaguely... Yes. My grandmother called me Ishka Bibble. And so that's why you're Ishka Bibble. Yeah. It's funny that it took us all this time to get to hooping. Whereas that's the most public thing you do. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, yeah, I don't see it as any sort of fame. I see fame as like a, um, I see how it affects money and power. And mm -hmm. so that is what I'm interested in more than like my own life. And how, you know, that weird feeling that you get when, like you were saying, you were in the same room with JT. <laughs> like that, we, why is it, why did I get that feeling like, oh my God, I'm sitting in the car with somebody who was in the car with JT. That's like, that really is a weird funny. Psychological. And I believe that that is like our society. Like we, I, you know, and with the TV and just culture, you're just hammered with all this stuff. So then it's like, we've evolved yeah. to be people who just, to worship this. it. Yeah, worship it, it's it. replaced, you know, I don't really go into very much that how it's replaced religion right. uh, in our culture. Yes. Those are our icons. Those are our, our, our craven icons. Right. Uh, I don't know why I haven't. Maybe it just feels a little heavy-handed and yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had a guest who wanted to go there yet. <laughs> right. But it's, it's very much true and, and so much different from when I was a kid where much earlier on the, the, the dreams in life aren't being whether to be a policeman or a fireman or a doctor or a lawyer mm. or a teacher and that being famous is like at age eight people have decided they want to be famous and and the high school kids i work with are all still wrestling that out right whether they decide they're go they do want this or whether they decide they're going to accept that they aren't going to be this right but it's kind of an accepting almost no one would be like some of them just don't want it, but a lot of them are just like, well, that's not going to happen for me. Right. And I think the the platform is so accessible now. Yeah. P you know, where you're getting, when I was a kid, it was, you get f found in a mall. But just the idea of social media, that mm -hmm. you can then put yourself out as yeah. somebody that's bigger than who you are in real life. Mm -hmm. That you, So we just are. Right. But when it comes right down to it, the more I do this... None of us are bigger than who we are in real no, life. No, no way. Uh, it's all how it's we're all perceived, acts. how others perceive us. And how we want to be perceived. Uh, yeah. But in the end, as my, as my dear college friend Doug used to say about people that he hated, they're all going to die. They're all going to die. <laughs> I, I carry they're that with me die. when I think about people that, that are they're unbearable to me. Really? They're all going to die. That's one of two phrases like that that I like. One is they're all going to die. And the other is it's only life. Right. When I, when I think that about my own better. little, you know, little first world tragedies. Right. It's only life. It's only life. Well, on that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's it. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks once again to Lindsay for driving all the way west to participate in Anya's Grab Him by the Ballot project and to take a few minutes to talk to me. You can find the photos, which are coming up a few a day from now till Election Day at 
anjaschutz.com. That's A-N-J-A-S-C-H-U-T-Z.com. Or look for them on Facebook. After I recorded Anya on Saturday, and we were still winding down, I was in the process of writing to someone who asked how they could find something on the podcast. And while finding a link for them, I accidentally pressed play on the very beginning of the Hardy White episode, episode eight, which I heartily ooh, recommend to all of you, but which was also uh, shockingly, serendipitously appropriate to Anya's experience that day and the joys and responsibilities that come with getting some attention. So here is that short clip from Hardy. Uh, I, ha I have to let myself enjoy it and realize that you can have uh, meaning in people's lives who you don't know. And, and that's, that's an, an interesting thing. It's not necessarily bad, you know? And um, you just have to sort of uh, go with it and both make sure you're both getting something out of it. Coming up in November, we will have a conversation with Tina Antolini of public radio fame and now the two-time award-winning uh, show Gravy. And, oh, a whole lot more. Check us out, as ever, at 15minutesjamieberger.com or at 15min's15min's.jamieb on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. This is 15 Minutes. I'm Jamie Berger.